This message you're about to listen to was recorded live at the Redeemed Christian Church of God, the Throne Room Parish, Transcorp Hilton, Abuja. Be blessed as you listen. God does not mind you starting small, but he does not want you to remain small. As a matter of fact, he hates it if you remain small. All you need to do is just do a little study of the, of the parable of talents in Matthew chapter 25. From verse 14 to 28, Matthew 25, 14 to 28. Because there are people who will say to you that God didn't make the fingers equal. Agreed. In the story, the parable of the talent, he gave some five, he gave some two, and he gave one, one. But when he returned from his journey and everybody came giving reports, the one who got five reported additional five, the one who got two reported additional two, the one who got one got into trouble because the one did not increase. In the name of the one who called me, I decree, you will not die small. The Almighty God wants tenants to become landlords, and He wants landlords to become estate owners. He wants you to keep on increasing. He doesn't mind you starting small. He does not want you to remain small. Some of you remember the story of one of my children who came to me and said, Daddy, I want to give a house. In Abakuta house, I'm living in the camp, I have my house. Uh, he said, I have two houses. I said, I don't need a house. He said, God says, if you have two, you must give one. And I will tell you pastors who will pray for you for the rest of their life. If you give them a house, he said, no, it's you I want to give the house to. <laughs> so I thought maybe something is wrong somewhere. So I asked him to go and pray. Come back in six months. If you still feel that, then we will discuss. When he was returning, he brought all the papers and the keys and so on. Well, I took the house from him. I know what I would do with it. We have missions in Abekuta who will be glad for a mission house. And then some months later he came. I said, Daddy, I want you to follow me somewhere. <laughs> I knew, I said, payday has come. I know there's no free lunch. And I followed him and he took me far into one section of Lagos that I've never been to. And finally we got to a place. He opened the gate and we entered into our next state. He said, this is what I was believing God for. I said, eh, you are a clever boy. You gave me a house, you got an estate. I decreed in the name that's above every other name, from a house you move on to an estate. 
Now, when the wind blows, because we are talking of the wind of change, when the wind blows, and we are talking about the wind of the Holy Spirit, immediately there will be a way where there's no way before. When the children of Israel got to the Red Sea, there was no way forward. But the Almighty God caused the wind to blow. And when the wind blow, there was a way where there was no way before. May I decree in the name that's above every other name that for somebody the wind will blow today. When the wind blows, there'll be a way where there's no way. And when you study the scriptures, you discover that when the wind blows, it blows in provision. In Numbers chapter 11, verse 31, Numbers 11, verse 31, when the children of Israel said they wanted meat, the Bible said God caused the wind to blow. And the wind blew and brought quails to their camp. When the wind blows for you, it can bring you provision to where you are staying. We're talking about the wind of the Holy Spirit. The, 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 the quails came. They had been blown by force to the camp of the children of Israel. By the time they landed, they were too tired to move. So the children of Israel were just picking as much as they wanted. May I, on this holy altar, decree that every one of you willing to do the will of God, everything you need, and much more, shall be provided for you. When you read 1 Samuel chapter 16, from verse 1 to 23, 1 Samuel 16, from verse 1 to 23, when the wind blew for David, the man who was ignored, the man who was in the bush looking after animals, suddenly found himself in the palace. When the wind blows for you, you get accelerated promotion. There are some of us who never think we can ever own a house. Please don't rule out God. Don't rule him out. You see, when we are talking about becoming a landlord, we all know that the normal thing that will come to your mind is that you get money, you buy land, and then you build. The Bible says so. That's one way of getting a house. They say, if you want to build a house, you sit down first, you calculate how much it will cost, and decide whether you have enough money to build a house before you start. But then the same Bible says it is possible for you to live in houses you have not built. When the wind of God blows for you, it can give you a house you did not build. Uh, you, you remember the testimony of one of our, of our brothers. We were having 
uh, what to call it, crossover night, December 31st, in this church. This was years ago. And when God spoke to me and said, there is someone in the congregation who was having problem paying his house rent, that in the new year, he will become a landlord. Only one fellow said amen. <laughs> no, no, I'm talking of what happened that day. And, and the one who said amen was a messenger. You know the story. You, you, you heard his testimony. There's no way, humanly speaking, a messenger who was having problems paying his rent in December 31st can become a landlord in the new year, humanly speaking. But don't limit the Holy One of Israel. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. He said amen. And then the new year came. He went to the office, saw the chairman of the company, and greeted him, Yoruba way, prostrated, Happy New Year, sir. And the chairman looked at him and said, ah, Messenger, sir, have I given you a Christmas present? He said, No, sir. Have I given you a New Year present? No, sir. He said, Well, Lagos State was selling some houses. I bid it for one. And I won. I don't need it. Come and take the keys. The boy thought he was dreaming. He collected the key, got the address, went to the house, was expecting one small, one small flat. So there I met a story building. Uh, you see the address? He put the key in. The door opened. They went off, saw the room. And so the following day, when he saw the chairman, he didn't just prostrate. He rolled to the left, he rolled to the right. And the chairman said, ah, by the way, messenger, is there any furniture in the house? He said, no, sir. And the chairman said, I change my furniture every Christmas. The ones I used last year, I don't even know where to put it. So he called one of the truck drivers. Please, come and collect this furniture and take it to this boy's house. December 31, he was having problems paying his rent. The first week of the new year, he was sitting on the chairman's furniture in the whole house. May I decree to somebody... That in a way you can't even understand. You will become a landlord. There is change for good. There is change not so good. If you ask the elders, they will tell you, change is good for the poor. Because when there is a change for the poor, it becomes rich. But change might not be so good for the rich. Because if change comes for the rich, it might become poor. 
That's why I asked us to pray that prayer at the beginning that none of our landlords will ever become a tenant. You see, because in the, in the text I read to you in Exodus chapter 14 from verse 21 to 28, Exodus 14, 21 to 28, it is the wind that blew away for the children of Israel to pass through is the same wind that brought destruction to all those who are pursuing them. So where you stand when the wind begins to blow is very important. Are you on the side of God or are you against Him? Are you doing His will or are you doing contrary to His will? Let me give you an example. Jonah chapter 1. Read the old chapter. The almighty God called Jonah. My prophet, he said, I'm here, Lord. Uh, there's a city full of sinners. I don't want to destroy them. I don't want the death of sinners. I just want them to repent and leave. But somebody needs to tell them to change their ways. And I've chosen you, Jonah, to go and tell them. Jonah said, no way. They are too wicked. They should die. They should perish. So God told him to go east. He took a boat and decided to go west. <laughs> and God said, no problem. I control the wind. So he sent the wind against him, and a storm arose. So mighty a storm that all the sailors said, What's going on? In the meantime, the man who caused the trouble was sleeping. And then finally they woke him up. Everybody was praying. Jonah was sleeping. Sir, we are about to perish, and you are sleeping. Oh, what's going on? There is a storm. He said, I know who caused the storm. The storm is because I disobeyed God. May I pray for you. If the wind is blowing against you, whatever you have done wrong, or whatever you have left undone, may God reveal it to you. He said, throw me into the river and your problem will be over. They picked him up, threw him into the sea, and the storm ceased. The reason why many of us have been praying and there have been no answer is because the wind is blowing against us. Why? Because we are not doing what God asks us to do. In John chapter 15, verse 16, John 15, verse 16, the word of God says clearly, you've not chosen me, but I've chosen you that you should go and bring forth fruit and your fruit will abide. Then anything you ask in my name, I will do it. We know the way of salvation. We're on our way to heaven. We have tasted the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we are surrounded by people who are perishing. And we are not doing anything about it. 
And then we are saying, God, how come you are not answering my prayers? He's simply saying, change your ways. You cannot fight against the wind. There's anything about the wind that everybody should know is that anybody who receives the wind will be blown away by the wind. Anyone who wants to survive when the wind is blowing, he must be in the same direction that the wind is blowing. When I was teaching my children, the older ones there, about humility, I told them, many mighty trees are uprooted when there is a storm in the jungle. Some of you don't know what goes on in the jungle. Then there are no trees here. But when the wind is blowing, the big trees will stand and tell the wind, I've been here before you started blowing. Before they know it, they're on the floor, uprooted. But the grass, or the grass, as you see, they see the wind blowing, what do they do? They bow. After the wind has finished its blowing, eh, they come back to their position. The Almighty God wants to blow the wind in your favor so that ways can open, so that provision can come, so that your prayers can be answered. But are you doing his will? How many souls have you won since the beginning of the year? How much work have you done for him? Let me close. The reason he has kept you alive to this moment is because he hasn't lost interest in you yet. If you repent today, he will turn the wind in your favor. He hasn't lost interest in Jonah. When they threw him into the river, into the ocean, his fish was there to swallow him and keep him there for three days and three nights. When he became sober, I said, God, I will go anywhere you send me. And God told the fish, go and vomit him on the beach because he doesn't know how to swim. I can assure you, if you change your way, if you decide that from now on I will do the will of God, it may sound ridiculous to you that within a year, before the end of this year, you are eternal today, you may become a landlord. You are a landlord today, you may have an estate. Everything depends on are you willing to do his will. I know who I'm talking about. I'm, when, I, when the people say I tell stories, I tell stories to let you know I have had experience with him. I know how mighty he can be. I know what he said to me in 1981 when I was praying, living in one room in Moshe. Almighty God, please build me a boy's water. One room for me and my wife, one room for my boys, one room for my girls, 
and at least just one little room for my guests. That's all I want. Emotion. And he said to me, son, don't ask me for a house. I've decided to build a city. It does not make sense. But is he faithful? I'm asking you, is he faithful? If you are here today and you have not yet surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, you are your own enemy. Come and surrender to him and the wind will stop blowing against you. Shall we please stand? Anyone who wants to surrender his or her life to Jesus, come. I'm going to count from one to seven. Before I say seven, come and stand before me. I will pray for your salvation. And according to the word of God, everything will become new. Everything will become new. Praise the Lord. The only one here who will want to give his life to Christ very quickly, just come to the front. Just come here. I would like to pray with you. If you are here and you want to submit to him, you don't want that contrary wind to continue to blow your life. You want to say, God, I want to submit to you. Begin to come. Let someone respond. You are here in this hall. And God is speaking to you. This, this service has been packaged just for you. Don't go back the same. Don't go back without accepting him. Don't go back without responding. Respond to the call of God. Respond to the love of God. Respond to the call to change your life. Today is the day of salvation for someone. Do not say tomorrow. For tomorrow you do not know. Now is your time of salvation. Do not delay. Don't delay. Just come, come, come. Don't delay. And do not postpone. Tomorrow might be too late. Lift up your voice and pray. God wants to recover destinies this morning. Uh, God wants to recover destinies this morning. Um, your life will never be the same again uh, if you just submit to him. Uh, you've been struggling alone. Uh, you have been doing things on your own uh, by yourself. Uh, but God wants to be involved in your life. Uh, Give him a chance today and you see what your life will become. Give him a chance today and you see how your life will be transformed. This is Jesus. He paid the price for you to be saved. He paid the price for you to be delivered. He paid the price for you to be favored. He paid the price for you to be redeemed. Yes, your sins can't be forgiven. Go ahead and respond. This is the most important invitation a man will ever receive. The greatest invitation is not the invitation to eat in the White House or to dine with the president in the State House. The greatest invitation that you can respond to is this invitation. Is there anyone who is there? God is still waiting for you very quickly. 
Thank you, my Father. Thank you, my Father. Blessed be your holy name. In the precious name of Jesus Christ. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you. Lord, I thank you and I bless your God for these ones. Who have responded even to an invitation. So that you might be the Lord and the Savior of their lives. I break the power of sin, the power of the enemy over your life in the precious name of Jesus. And I release you into the kingdom of his dear son. Thank you. Blessed be your holy name. In the precious name of Jesus Christ. Jesus mighty name. I pray. We believe you have been blessed by this message. To download this message, please visit our podcast at The Throne Room on your handheld device or computer. For any inquiries, call 08087-000004 or visit the Life Center at number 20 Colorado Close off Dame Street, Maitama Abuja. You can also visit our website, www.rccgthroneroom.org. You are highly lifted, highly favored. Thank you.